Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Pie in the Sky Media. This series contains adult language and descriptions of graphic violence throughout. Listener discretion is advised. Three, two, one. Carolyn is mad at me. That's where we're starting today. You know what? Nobody's going to be fucking surprised. We had our first first argument. Uh, I was right Mm -hmm. and he was wrong. So, I just want to get that out there. Um, Actually, that's... Is anybody going to be surprised that you're rewriting history? <laughs> oh, fine, fine. But uh, communication will get you through a lot of a lot of problems in life. So here we are, and we're doing another episode. So welcome back, Murder Chronicles Nation, to uh, the bonus round. Ba boom! Here we are, um, episode twenty-seven, part two of the Eye of the Storm. Um, so an overview of part one can be summed up with. Uh, like did I, I wait a second? I just have to hold, hold on, hold on, hold on one second. Did I say that there was going to be redemption? You did, and you were right. And did it pay? Okay. Oh, okay. it paid off. We'll get to that. Don't, don't, mm-hmm. don't jump the gun here. Um, okay. As I mentioned in part one, uh, I, I often like to to simplify things in my mind and and to distill it to a single word. And that word in part one was sadness. Uh, the word for part two is anger. Um, <clears throat> listening to it and listening to the fucking shenanigans that went around, right? Um, on, a, on a lot of sides, on a lot of sides, uh, uh, made me made me super angry. And then uh, and then ultimately it was a very very redemptive story. So so all right. So when we left off, um, uh, Big Clarence uh, was in jail. Mm-hmm. He was. He found himself behind bars, uh, based on a murder conviction that had no physical evidence, and the only testimony was from uh, a six-year-old girl uh, with head trauma. And they said, "Yep, that's enough for me." Put him away, and it had invoked the ire of his wife, who vowed to uh, see justice be done. And so, mm-hmm. part two is for the most part uh melinda's journey towards justice for her husband is that accurate all right great absolutely all right so um (laughs) 
Melinda basically became a homicide detective in this one and filling the void that she felt was abandoned where with, you know, dereliction of duty by the, not, not really, that, that's a harsh term, but um, the law enforcement that she had counted on to do their job, they felt that they had done their job. She said it repeatedly. They had their man, close the book, move on. And that's where she stepped mm-hmm. into that void. <clears throat> and, you know, it was like watching or listening to an episode of, uh, of you know, Law and Order or CSI or any of these detective shows where she <laughs> made a witness list and cross-referenced with violent offenders. And it was incredible. So talk about that a little. I know. I mean, I was like, I know I shouldn't have loved it as much as I did because she was putting herself at risk. And I mean, I think she even went to a strip club and found one of these guys. And just like, she would even say like, yeah, I really put myself in danger, but that's how passionate that she was, that she, how many of us would be willing to go to these sketchy places mm. and dress to attract some really violent sexual offenders and get close enough to them to get their DNA. I mean, it takes a lot of courage, but then on the other side, you know, it was really kind of like, wow, you know, she could have, that could have gone wrong in a million different ways. Yeah, absolutely. The ball's on this woman, right? <clears throat> I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm not kidding. Like, I have to say, I mean, when you talk about fangirling over the cigarette, I am like fangirling over her pulling the, the hair yeah. out of that skeezer's head. I mean, yeah, I'm look, just- I would have fallen for that. I love a woman when she like runs her fingers. To, well, I'm sorry, my wife. I love when my wife runs her fingers through like the back of my hair. That's nice and it's intimate and it's sexy and she knew it. Guys are such fucking mm-hmm. idiots. Like we'll fall for anything. We will fall for any attention at all. Okay, great. And so I she know. It and and she, she gets, knew. She gets one of the guy's hairs. It's amazing. <clears throat> she got cigarette butts. She got one of his dirty fucking hairs off the back of his head. Like that was really, really interesting. And um, inc- like to your point, incredibly dangerous for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then she did it. But the the bit the first really big uh other than the bravery and the and the industriousness of Melinda and, and her ambition to get this done is that the kid the kid recanted the testimony. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for a moment I was like riding high. I was like, fuck yeah, but then I gotta be honest, because I'm always gonna be honest with you. When I heard that Melinda was Brooks' caretaker. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest, that tainted this a little bit for me because um, I had, f- through talking with you in the in the, the last bonus episode, uh, you were you intimated that that the six year old's testimony may have been coerced. Okay, so I had that in my mind that she was susceptible to to coercion by an adult, and I went, okay, you know, can two play at that game? Did Melinda maybe put it in this kid's head to recant now? hearing Melinda know that, that those accusations would be leveled at her. And, and she, she very, and I think very believably denied that, you know, and said, never spoke to her about it. There were other people that she could talk to. She made sure that, that, that Brooke would have an audience to hear anything she wanted to talk about with it. But, but she claimed 
And I think rightfully, because she's smart enough, obviously, to know that that would come out because she wasn't six anymore. She's 10. Big difference between a six-year-old and a 10-year-old. Okay. Um, so mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. my kind of suspicions were assuaged listening to 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 Melinda. So then I was I was back being excited that the recantation of this girl's testimony. I'm like, cool. Cousin Clarence is gonna be, I mean, Uncle Clarence is fucking out. Big Clarence is out of jail tomorrow. But no. And that's when I really, really started getting angry at this, that no matter what, like he wouldn't be given a new trial. And I couldn't believe that. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing, everything that you're saying about her potentially manipulating Brooke, or at least from the side of the prosecution, it's like, if they would have followed up and I don't want to jump the gun here because I know you're going to just freak when we start talking about the neighbor, Tanya they would have done. Sorry. (laughs) If they no, let's say it, let's sing it from the rooftops. If, If they would have gone back. And it's like, okay, wait a second. This isn't lining up. Brooke is basically saying that this wasn't, wasn't, you know, her uncle Clarence. Let's go back and look at why this woman didn't let her in. I mean, all of these other things, like, it's like, they just didn't want to, it's like, don't look up. Like, we don't want to, no matter what, we're not looking up. To to Melinda's point, they had their man. They had their man. Case closed. They got a conviction, which is not easy to do to get a jury to convict on a murder trial. Like they're like, that's a, that's a win. Any law enforcement agency in America will take that win convicted by a jury of your peers. That's the system. Well, well, and coupled with that, it wasn't just that they only had the um, Brooke recantation, but they also then had by then tested the DNA and it wasn't Clarence's. It wasn't Clarence. There was a profile that was not hers. So it's like, not only did they have Brooks recantation, but they also had proof that this is not Clarence's DNA and he is nowhere near this. There's no physical evidence. I mean, it's just bonkers that they're like, nope. So let's go back to the night. Let's go back to the night of the murder. Okay. Mm -hmm. So not Clarence is there. Okay. Does these horrible things. Six-year-old Brooke gets savagely attacked, survives, Mm -hmm. okay, runs next door. Okay, now, woman answers the door, this woman, Tanya. Okay, so Mm -hmm. what we knew that night was that, so all right, so what did Tanya do? Tanya didn't let her in the house, put her in the car, and drove her somewhere made her wait 45 minutes 45 didn't minutes call the police didn't go check on judy this and it's important to note she was friends with her three little girls she yeah. would play with her these little girls all the time tanya knew who judy was like she actually sent her daughters out to play play quote in, in air quotes with this poor abused little six-year-old girl, Brooke, who's been completely bloodied her grandma's pink nightgown that she borrowed to, cause she was having a sleep. I mean, it's like that it detail just, just- It was just raped. Right? And the woman's like, chill out for 45 minutes yeah. while I got to do shit. But we know what she was fucking and, doing. And, and she was beaten about the head. Yeah, yeah. We, but what what was Tanya know, doing? We think we know what she was doing. Oh, I'll tell you what that. Listen, okay. Allegedly, Tanya was 
waiting for her common law husband to fucking clean himself up in the house because she knew what had just happened. Okay. So what does he say to her? Yo, so I can run some cover for me. Tell that little girl, she better shut her fucking mouth and tell it, say it was somebody else. So tiny goes, oh, I know how to talk to kids. Let me go talk to her. Hey, so who do you think did this? Sure. Sounds like it could have been your uncle, huh? I bet it was your uncle. Wasn't it right? Something, some version of that allegedly mm-hmm. air quotes happened. Okay. Yeah. And then right, because, because she said she didn't call him uncle Clarence. No nope. Clarence. And the voicemail that she had left was yep. like somebody killed my grandma. Yeah. If it would have been Uncle Clarence, she would have said Big Clarence, hey, Clarence. killed my grandma. That somebody. Somebody. Yeah. And then so Tanya between that time. Yep. And then by the time she gets to the sisters. And so Tanya. the other thing that really just just anger upon anger was that was this this motherfucker gets pulled over by the cops and says, "All right, you got me. Wait, you're arresting me for the murder, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no one does anything. No, right. Basically, and one thing, and and one thing that I don't know if this was in here, but one thing was that he had he was out of prison on from a halfway house. He'd escaped like days before, so they should have been looking for him anyway. I mean. Yeah, that's um, that's really that's really something. That's really really something. And so, uh, now let's jump forward to um, so she gets the DNA tested. She raises money. Melinda raises money and gets these gets DNA tested and gets a full profile like worked up. And they're pretty sure they know who it is. Okay. Well, they get, it's one of those things where it's an unknown. And right, 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 right. But they but go. What we do know is it's not Clarence. It's not Clarence. It's not Clarence. But they have to. They need to compare it to something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so this guy happens to be in jail, mm-hmm. where Big Clarence is in jail. So now Clarence has to put on his his fucking de- homicide detective hat. Okay. And mm-hmm. and get a DNA sample from this. I guy. know. To get to solve his own, to solve his, yeah, to exonerate himself, (laughs) he needs to do this. So we've got two complete lay people doing the work of homicide detect, of trained homicide detectives. Okay, I know. And And one guy's doing it in jail, like in with a a guy that they know is scary as hell. And Clarence had no criminal history. Like he's he's like. I mean, can you imagine he's in this predator jail where they send sex offenders, yeah. Yeah, child yeah. predators, like the the worst, right? They know that this guy is, is bad, bad. You know, that must have been so terrifying, right? You got to do it because this is how you're getting out. I mean, that you got the motivator to, to like, but that's, this is a scary dude, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. So finally, he crushes out a cigarette in some prison ashtray, and Clarence and Clarence has some other dude go get it for him. Okay, and were you all like fangirling over because it's a cigarette butt again? You're like, fuck yeah. No, I wasn't because I wasn't because I was too busy fangirling over Melinda with the hair pulling sure. it out with the DNA. Oh, I mean, me I was. Too. I love that. Like, I put so, myself there. I was there. so 
fangirling over. Oh, I love that That's, little twist that you did. But then it was interesting that 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 Clarence had to like go through the black market to get a fucking plastic bag, like a sandwich bag. We'll be back after a quick break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Course. So so Clarence gets the plastic bag, he gets a cigarette butt, right? And he's able to what to mail it to Melinda, I guess. Is that what he does? He, he puts it in the mails mail? it to uh the Ohio Innocence Project. Innocence he, Project. He gotcha. somehow gets it into the Ohio Innocence Project and they help, you know, they're helping Melinda along this way. And you know, it really was a group effort with all these different people with Melinda. Yeah. You know, but I really wanted this from Melinda's perspective because yeah. it's like I just feel like what she did was so extraordinary. Yeah. And you, you know, of course, you need the backup of a organization like the Ohio Innocence Project to not be just swatted away like she had been, or like you know, all of those. I mean, can you imagine what she went through and how they probably made her feel throughout this process? Oh, like, can gosh. you even imagine? I can imagine it. You yeah. know, so they test the DNA. It's a match for this guy. Right. And I have I, I don't know where this came up. I forget. But I have five lie detector tests underlined in my notes. Like mm-hmm. he failed five. How many after three? Why did it? Why keep going? Right. Did they want to keep big Clarence in jail I, that I, badly? I Well, by this time, he was already out. Okay. By this time, Big Clarence was out, but it's kind of like overkill. I mean, the dude is like, how much more do you need? Yeah. Yeah. That was a nice moment. Um, when Melinda got to tell him you're coming home for good. It was a great moment of him getting released and being there. She let his parents hug him first and then the boys and then her, that was really, really nice. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, the real bad guy, he gets caught. He gets, what, 55 years in jail? So he's, he'll die in jail, I'm sure, I hope. And uh, and that's where he is. And mm-hmm. then and then it was it was it was sad that uh, that things didn't work out for Melinda and Clarence. But, you know, I hear what you're saying. You know, when when a, when when a marriage is under that much strain, it, it's that's one. It, it, they usually don't really last. But um but you know they have kids together, so they're 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 connected. But uh, what what's Clarence doing now? Do you have any idea? You know, I don't know. I asked him if he wanted to be interviewed for the show, and he declined. So I don't know. But I think that you know, with the payouts that they got, you know, I'm hoping that he's having a really great life. And he ended up uh, remarrying someone connected with. Um, I think it was the AG's office. So I think that sounds like he's happily married. Um, yeah, I hope so. You know, I hope that I wish the best for him, obviously, you know. And what's, uh, what's I don't Mel- think that you can, 
Well, Melinda is, you know, she's a speaker. I think she really wants to continue her work with, I mean, listen to this. Can you imagine being faced with this? So when he got out of prison, guess who's living with Melinda? Brooke. Oh. Brooke. Oh, I was thinking girl. about that. Like, how weird you know what I mean? That like because Brooke had to be what like I do fourteen or fourteen by the time he got out, so she knew exactly what the fuck was going I, on. Right. Like, oops. And so how Sorry, how you know? like Clarence wants to? I mean, I can understand Clarence forgiving her and understanding that she was a child and that she was manipulated, but then knowing you did seven and a half years and what you went through and what he went through in prison and the whole stress of everything and what could have happened. Like, I don't think I'd want to live with that, live with in the same house with the person who, even though it wasn't her fault, you know what I mean? It would be difficult, right? Of course. Yes. Yes. I mean, would, if you, if you, if, the, if you were big Clarence and you came home with your wife and, and Brooke was living there, I mean, would you, how would you feel about that? I would go I mean, pay a little visit to Tanya. <laughs> That's what I would do and make sure that, I mean, did Tanya get, is Tanya in jail? What happened to Tanya? Mm-mm. Is she still living next door? Mm-mm. No, she took off after the, she took off after the, after Judy's murder. She was in the wind. Yeah. See, that's, that's who I, I, listen, Yes, it would be, it would be uncomfortable for me. I mean, if you're honestly asking me the question, it would be, uncom- I am. it would be uncomfortable for me only because I would be worried that the kid might think that I harbor some resentment. Okay. But being a grown up, being an adult, I, un- I would hundred percent understand how kids can be manipulated by a, 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 an adult with evil intentions, such as Tanya and her piece yeah. of shit husband. Okay. Right. So I would, I, I, as a grown up, I would feel it's my responsibility to, to make the to make the situation as comfortable as possible, and to make sure that Brooke would know, not your fault at all. I completely get it. I'm fine. I'm alive. I'm out. Everything's cool. I'll make up for lost time. You deserve a rich and full and beautiful life without any emotional baggage because of what happened. Because it's not your fault. Because a really terrible evil evil person okay basically brainwashed you and manipulated you and took advantage of a younger weaker mind and made you say things that weren't true but as soon as she had enough of where enough emotional and mental wherewithal and mental acuity she said yo uh-uh at 10 at 10 i have a 10 year old right now i know but the question is <laughs> but the question brandon uh-huh but the question, Brandon, is that I'm really curious about is like, would you be able to live with her? Yeah. Yes, I would be able to live with her. Good for you. I would. I would 100% be able to live with her. My worry would be, is she able to live with me? That's all. Why? Are you saying you wouldn't be able to live with her? I think she would be because I think that she was so yearned. I mean, I was so impressed that she went to the prison where he was released and was like, I mean, that must've been so difficult for her not knowing that took a lot of courage for her. I mean, honestly, like the reason why I think it's, it's hard, these things are hard is that 
every nobody blames Brooke. Nobody blames Clarence. And yet it is one of those weird situations where it's like, this guy lost seven and a half years of his life. He'll mm-hmm. never be the same. Like, even though he got a payout, it wasn't worth it. Like no amount of money is worth what he went through. The time that he lost with his boys that he'll never get back their childhoods basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the anxiety and, and that's what's so these cases like this, it's what's so scary about it because there's so many people in prison right now who are innocent. And yes. Melinda says like, once you're in there, you can't, you're, you know, it's almost impossible to get back out. And especially if there's no DNA. That's what I was going to say. Like prior to 1980, let's say 1980, right? Which mm-hmm. really isn't that long ago in the grand scheme of things. Okay. How many people rotted and died in jail because of one person's testimony? One person that the jury happened to believe, right? Like no matter what, like mm-hmm. I just got finished reading my daughter uh, to kill a mockingbird. Okay. And, and, and my daughter's grown up in an era of, of justice and of, of progressive politics and living in Los Angeles and all that. And so she was like, what world is this where this jury would convict this man? He obviously didn't do it, dad. I went, okay, it's, (laughs) it's fucking Alabama in the thirties. Okay. It was a very, very different Time and place. She goes, but America still, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, still. No, but there's still so many other injustices that, I and mean, we we could we could sit here and spin out forever with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it makes me think. Can it really be that easy? What? It makes me think. Can it really be that easy for an innocent man to go to jail? And the answer is yes. Especially if you're a person of color. You know, so, was there a person of color involved in this story? No, but when you look at the stats that I included at the end, I mean, there's right. so many, you know, that's that's a really scary number that like 40 per 47 percent of these exonerations since I think it was 1984. Yeah. Are black people yeah. and they're and, and it's like seven percent of the population. So if you extrapolate that, I mean, those are those are really, really sky high. You know, it's nothing that we have heard. Those are sky high numbers and it's just, you know, this is one case and it, and it worked out seven and a half years, but like think of people who've been behind bars 30, 40 years, you know, it's just, it's really scary. And it goes to what we've talked about many times, which is that confirmation bias where it's like what I can see what happened. Like Brooke was a very compelling witness. She pointed him out somebody needed to pay for what happened to this little girl. Somebody needed to pay what happened to Judy because it was so violent and so brutal and just so like, and, and their uncle Clarence, you know, didn't the cops know who Tanya's common law husband was fucking next door. Like, didn't they know that? Again, that's what I said to Melinda over and over again. I kept saying, she's like, they had their man. They had their man. Ugh. Even the, the hairs that they tested for DNA, which it wasn't, they didn't hardly test any of the DNA, it sounds like. But even the hairs were not his. Right? 
So they so their working theory was there were two people here. We got one of them, so case closed. I mean, that had to be their no, theory. I think that they were like. Or Clarence I dropped. So. Some, I think it was like Clarence uh, she dropped said someone him. else's hair. She said it was him. But... Yeah, but they still have to be able I to explain that, that hair. They have to be able to explain the DNA evidence that was there. Wouldn't they have to explain that evidence? I would. I, think. I don't think they did because I think that they didn't even test all that they had. They didn't even test all that they had. They didn't even test it, Brandon. They tested these hairs. Yes, and yep. it's like they didn't they had tons this isn't a case where there was like no dna or it was somewhere it's like they had tons of dna on both victims and they didn't test it and melinda said i said well okay it's back in 1998 so it's not like it's today right if they had tested the dna back then would they have the capability of determining that it wasn't clarence and she said yes so you know Wow. Well, the whole thing made me angry, but I'm glad that justice was eventually served. Um, and uh, this was a great story. This is a very, it's a great story. Well done, well researched, well told. So uh, nice job. Nice Thank job. Um, so what's next? What do you got? Yeah, I mean, I think that Melinda, it goes. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Melinda. Um, yeah, I mean, just to put a, a bow on it i think that her um her story of never giving up and finding justice for her mother and her husband is a just incredible story and i just i my hat's off to her you know i agree and next week i'll just have to keep you guessing <laughs> all right well i hope someday in, a, in an alternate universe, Murder Chronicles universe, that Melinda and Mac get together and have lunch and decide to team up and become crime fighters somewhere. <laughs> I know, right? Because <laughs> I think that would be great. I think that would be great. All right, so. well, awesome. So until next week, everybody, thank you for joining us today. Please consider supporting the great companies that support our show. Um, we hope you uh, find the time next week to, to catch up with us. Please, if you have uh a few moments of spare time go over to apple podcasts and rate and review our show it helps more than you know uh carolyn thank you again for outstanding work anything you'd like to add and brandon thank you for all of your work and thank you so much for listening we really appreciate the support we'll catch up with you guys next week stay safe out there The Murder Chronicles is a pie-in-the-sky production recorded live in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. We are produced by Brandon Morgan and myself, music by Soundstripe. For Pie in the Sky Media, I'm Carolyn Osorio, your writer and host. Thanks for listening. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.